Welcome to the Police Fit Podcast, where applicants and serving officers can learn how to smash their fitness test and regain their health. With over 11 years experience in the fitness industry and 17 years service in the military and as a first responder, your host, Brad Williams, shares his experience and expertise in helping applicants get their dream job and serving members regain their health. Learn how to increase your health and fitness with actionable steps for first responders by a first responder. So please enjoy this episode of the Police Fit Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Uh, firstly, thanks to those who have submitted questions. Um, I've sent you a message on Facebook with your discount link to the Armoury. I really appreciate it. This podcast is made uh, for you guys with your questions. So if you have any if you have any questions or any issues, something you want the answer to, uh, shoot it through. If I, don't, if I don't know, if I don't know it, I'll research the hell out of it and I'll uh, get the information for you. A special shout out to our sponsors, 3-0 Coffees. Um, you've heard me talk about them before. They're an amazing product. Um, currently, I'm, I'm on the road with my family. Um, I'm having probably two or three a day of their pour over coffees. They're amazing. They get me up and about. Uh, they help me uh, do the podcast when I'm a bit tired, and they help me a lot with my homeschooling for my daughter. So go check them out. Um, they're doing great things for the first responder community. And also give them a follow on the socials because they, um, they, they, they're showing what they're doing and also how you can help them. So Give them, a, give them a look. Check out the link in the show notes. Um, I have a discount code for them. Um, but yeah, go check them out. They're, they're a great company doing amazing things. Um, secondly, um, we open up applications for our one-to-one coaching this coming Monday, the 3rd of April. So if that's something that you're interested in, the application form will be in the show notes. If you have any questions about that at all, just drop me a message, uh, myself or Kylie, and we'll get you the information you need. All right, let's get into it. So first one's from Elderette. My question is, physical fitness is very important and so is mental fitness. How do you keep your mental fitness in shape to reap the benefits from it? And should it be a part of your daily routine? So absolutely, it should be. Um, I've got a podcast that I, I dive into a lot of detail. It's called um, How I Work Through Four Different Critical Incidents. Um, and they range from like pretty minor severity to an extremely bad incident I went to. Um, and just basically how I, I identified, um, that I wasn't coping and what I did to, to kind of help myself, um, in regards to that. So check it out. I'll put that in the show notes below. So how I worked through four different critical incidents. Um, yes, yes, it is. should be a part of your daily routine. Um, it doesn't have to be as overt as training, if that makes sense. So it can be just a quick like wake up. Okay, how am I waking up this morning? You know, am I feeling okay? Just being in touch with how you, basically how you would normally react to something and how you react differently. So um, me, for example, today, like I, I know I needed a bit of a break from the kids. Like, as I said, we're traveling at the moment. So in the caravan, very close proximity, normally at home. Um, I'll generally have two days a week where the kids are both in school, in care, um, the wife's working and I've got the day off um, if I'm on night shift or just got the day off. Um, so those two days are for me to, I really refresh, spend some time with myself, um, work on what I want to work on. And I'm noticing um, on this trip, like I'm extremely fortunate. Um, 
to be with my family every day, all day, and go on all these amazing experiences. But I, I'm I'm starting to realize that I do I do require that time to myself. Um, whereas before it was kind of not forced upon me, but it just kind of happened that those two days when the kids are in daycare and and school and the wife was working, I had that time to myself. Um, whereas I'm noticing now I need to make sure that, you know, maybe not every day, but at least every second day, I'm having an hour, two hours to myself, whether I go for a walk, go train away from the family. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'm very in touch with my mental health and how I'm feeling. I noticed like today, especially there was a few things where I got pretty shitty at the kids when really I don't normally, I wouldn't normally respond the way that I did. Um, so I think that that should be a part of your daily routine. Just, just being, being in check. So some, what some people do is they do like, they do meditation, they do journaling, etc. I, I don't really do any of that stuff. Um, I'll do like a sleep meditation to help me get to sleep, but I just try and, I just try and be mindful of how I'm reacting to certain situations. Now, the way I reacted today to certain things that happened, I went thought straight away, fuck, I need, I need a bit of time. I need a bit of time to myself. Um, so that, that's what's a part of my daily routine realistically is just being mindful of how I'm reacting to certain situations. Um, and, and that's just, you know, it's something I've always, I've always worked at. And sometimes I don't catch it. Like today I caught it and I was like, said to the kids, mate, sorry for the way I behaved before. It's not appropriate. And that's just because I've been working on myself and, you know, trying to, trying to really identify these things, um, you know, since probably the past 15, 16 years, um, you know, normally, you know, rewind, say three years ago, I might've been like that for two to three weeks until, you know, the wife said something where I've realized, fuck, I'm not in a good place mentally. I need, I need some time to myself. Um, whereas now I pick it up really, really soon. Um, maybe a day or two I might feel a bit shit today. I picked it up. You know, I felt really good yesterday. We had a great day yesterday. And then this morning woke up on the wrong side of the bed kind of thing. And I picked it up immediately as soon as I kind of had a go at the kids. Yeah. And then we're doing something wrong. Um, yeah, I'm not a total asshole, but it didn't probably didn't elicit the, didn't require the response that I gave it. Um, straight away. I was like, took a, took a quick breath and went, oh, okay, that's yeah. I need a bit of time. And, and, and that's just through, through years of every day, just focusing on, okay, how am I behaving today? What's my reaction to certain things? Am I overreacting to little things? Um, you know, I, I have daily habits that I track that help me identify if I'm struggling and in what areas of my life that I'm struggling in. Um, you know, so I have like a check sheet where I check off my training, my nutrition, you know, messages to Lauren, date nights, etc. cetera. Um, you know, I've spoken about that in the past. So I can, I know, you know, if I am feeling a bit off, I can have a look at that and go, okay, how's my training been? You know, have I been drinking more alcohol? Um, you know, I can look at that sheet and go, okay, this is the areas that are kind of falling apart a bit. And this is why I'm feeling this way. Um, you know, having my check sheet, yeah, you know, and, that, and that is something I do daily. Yep. Um, it, it keeps me on track, but it also helps me be honest with myself. Um you know, it, it, and as I said before, like if you are doing things that are not standard for your normal behavior, um, be honest. Um, think about it. Like, are you are you spending a lot of time on social media? I know for me, 
when I'm withdrawing from the family, if I'm feeling a bit shit, I'll, I'll spend a lot of time on social media. Um, and that was what was happening to me the other day as well. I noticed, oh, fuck, I'm spending a lot of time on social media and it's not productive time. It's not responding to messages. It's not putting posts in my groups, you know, fitness posts, etc. It was just, just random scrolling, just escape kind of stuff. Um, so I, what I did for that, I put some limits on my, on my phone. You can put screen limits or screen time limits. So I just put an hour on social media. Um, TV is another one. If you just like spend a lot of time in front of the TV, um, another one's overtraining, another one's not training, um, drinking alcohol and like 99% of people drink alcohol, but I'm saying like drinking it excessively or more than what you would. So for me back home, um, I might, might have a drink once a, once a fortnight with Lauren, it might be, you know, two or three drinks might have a session session maybe every two or three months with the boys. Um, but anything more than that, you know, if I, if I drink, if I drink twice in one week, that's fucking really out of the normal for me back home. Um, being on holidays, you know, if you've ever lived the caravan park life, you know, it's every second or third night might have a drink with some people, but it's nothing excessive. Um, you know, if I find that I am, yeah, I'm saying like two to three drinks. If I am going past that four drink mark, um, more than, you know, two nights in a row, then I'll, I'll have to have a quick look at that, seeing what's happening. Are we are just catching up with friends I haven't seen in ages or, you know, are we just drinking for the sake of drinking? Um, for me, generally four drinks is that limit. Um, anything under that is just like a couple of casual drinks. Like last night, Lauren and I played cards. I had three drinks, I think. Um, yeah, where it's over that four, four drink mark and it's a bit of a session for me. Um, the key, the key is just identifying that, you know, you are, you are doing something that's out of the normal for yourself and not in a healthy way. Um, so it's just saying to think about it. Like, yeah, as I, as I said, like I noticed for myself, I'll spend a bit more time on social media. So I put those limits on there. Um, for my training, it wasn't as good as what it should have been or what it could have been. So I know that was the other thing that was kind of, kind of like putting, putting a bit of a downer on myself. Um, so I set myself some goals for the remainder of the week for my training um, and the other thing was I kind of, I didn't do a lot of business stuff last week and, um, I don't know why that was. I think I was just feeling a bit flat, kind of withdrawing myself from, you know, the business and my family. Um, so that was obviously when I'm withdrawing myself, then the work starts building up. So then it's kind of like a double-edged sword. You withdraw yourself and the work builds up and then you're kind of like, oh fuck, I've got to do, I've got to keep doing work. You know, but then I've got all this work to do. So you kind of don't do it because there's so much work to do. Just kind of this ongoing thing. So um, so I set myself some targets for the business as well with the work I was doing. Um, so yeah, it's just, it is a part of my daily routine as far as my check habits go or my check sheets. Um, but it's also just really understanding how I, how I normally behave, how I normally feel, how I normally react to the kids. Um, and, and, that, and that's a great indicator because generally kids are pretty, they're pretty standard. They get upset about the same shit. They annoy you about the same stuff, um, unless they're tired or whatever. And it's a bit out of the normal, but um, like, yeah, like today we went, I'll just tell you what happened today. So we went fishing today and I was like, guys, stay away from each other. We're on a, we're on a jetty. And I'm like, you fish over there, Zoe Harvey, you fish over there. And they just kept standing next to each other and smashing their lines together and getting them tangled, which is what kids do. But I fucking cracked the shits at them. Um, 
when realistically I should have explained to him, you know, what was happening, but I, I just didn't, I reacted in a way that I definitely shouldn't have. Um, and so that identified to me pretty quickly that hey, I, I need a bit of time for myself. Um, I need to, you know, sit down and, and set some goals for the rest of the week and really work it out. So, um, yeah, so to a long way around to get back to your question, <laughs> I love a good, uh, good rant. Um, Yes, it should be a part of your daily routine. Um, there's certain things you can do, you know, meditation, journaling, etc. Um, but for me, it's just kind of identifying when I react to things, how I react. Am I reacting well to it? Am I reacting not well? You know, is the reaction I'm giving to that incident is it over the top? Um, you know, well, another one for me is like I never get road rage. I could not give a fuck if someone cuts me off. I'll just let them in. Whatever, everyone's everyone's got their own thing to do. Everyone's in a rush. Um, whereas I know if like if someone cuts me off and it and it really annoys me, um, that's when I'm like, okay, take a step back. Something's going on. I'm not I'm not upset about this person that's cut me off. Obviously, there's something else going on. And then I'll go into a bit of self reflection and just understand that that that's just me. Like I know people that you know get road rage every day of the week and it's just the normal for them but for me that's really out of the normal so if i do if someone does cut me off and it really pisses me off um you know then i i just have a step back and think okay well, what what else is going on why am i reacting that way um it's just self-assessment and I, I think everyone people are some people are better than other people identifying it but you you know when you're being a bit of a wanker and when you're reacting um not the way that you should be to certain things or overreacting. That's a great overreacting is probably the, the, the biggest indicator that there's something going on. Um, the next one's from, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> uh, the next one's from Kate. How can I improve my plank time? Um, so I have done a podcast on this previously. It's called building strength and endurance, how to improve your plank and being in a calorie deficit. So if building strength and endurance, or you want to improve your plank or you want to be in a calorie deficit um, check out that podcast we'll put that in the show notes below um the next one's from andre what are some good hip mobility exercises so i i sat down with this question for a for a long time just thinking or considering how do i explain stretches on a podcast um, it's fucking impossible. I couldn't I can think of a way to do it. So what I recommend is jump on YouTube and just look up hip mobility exercises. Um, I had a look at a few of them. They're really good. Just the main ones that come up and they'll just be like some mobility stretching exercises you can do. Um, yeah, I, I did, I did think about how I could do it on the podcast and it would be, it would be rubbish, rubbish to listen to. And it would be super fucking confusing. I was just sitting there. Um, and I was trying to like explain to myself, you know, just reading, looking at, you know, looking at the exercises and reading them out. Um, but I was confusing myself and I was looking at the fucking picture and I knew what the exercises were. So, um, I'll just leave that one alone. Just YouTube it, have a look, um, hip mobility exercises. I do have one for tight hips, foam rolling. Um, so just in the members group, um, the main coaching group, have a look at that. Um, just go into the guide section, um, stretching and recovery, uh, nutrition and recovery. Sorry, it's, it'll be in there. Um, just type in if you just type in foam rolling in the search box, it'll be it'll come up. Um, I'll chuck it in the show notes as well. Uh, next one's from Brendan. Hey, I've seen a lot of good workout ideas in the post. 
Just wondering if you have a good one for push-ups. So I've covered this extensively. Um, best exercises for push-up podcast. And also have a video on YouTube called Push-Up Technique and Tips. So I'll chuck them in the show notes below as well so you can check them out. Um, next one's from Rachel. What's a good way to get your cholesterol down? So I'll just break this up into two parts. So I'll talk about foods and then I'll talk about uh, lifestyle changes. So with the foods, um, I'm just going to list 15 foods um, that will help bring your cholesterol down. Um, what I'll do also is because each food obviously um, it gives you a different response. So what, rather than going through, so each food has like a paragraph or two on explaining what it does and why why it's good for you. So instead of going through each paragraph, what I'm going to do is I'm going to list off the foods and then in the show notes. So this is going to be a bit of a podcast where you're going to need to check out the show notes. Um, in the show notes, what I'll do is I'll put the link um, to the information. So that way you can go through and read it all yourself because you know not everyone's going to like each one of these foods. So you know, think about if you do have high cholesterol, if you want to get it down, what foods you do enjoy eating, and then you can go research those ones individually and see why they are good for you and what the what the recommendations are. So there's 15 of them. So first one's almonds, then orange juice, olive oil, steamed asparagus. Um, just on asparagus, if you've never had prosciutto-wrapped asparagus, yes, yeah, prosciutto-wrapped asparagus, not asparagus-wrapped prosciutto, uh, prosciutto wrapped around the asparagus. And you put it on the uh, fry, or put it on the plate, hot plate, and cook it up. Fucking amazing! All right, next one's oatmeal, uh, pinto beans, blueberries, tomatoes, um, avocados, chocolate, barley, uh, eggplant. Uh, fruits rich in pectin. So pectin is a natural fiber found in the peel and pulp of certain fruits. Uh, soy and fatty fish. So I'll drop the link in the show notes below for that one now this next one top five lifestyles to, to improve your cholesterol these should just be a life lifestyle life lifestyles life a just what everyone should be doing this basically <laughs> fuck a struggle then all right um so first one is eat heart healthy food so reduce saturated fats eliminate trans fats um, with saturated fats, um, a good way to identify saturated fats, um, have you ever bought a cooked chook from Coles? If you're not, if you're here from the States, you listen to this, um, cooked chicken from Coles over here in Australia is just the fucking go-to lunch. That bread rolls and some coleslaw, ripper. All right. So um, if you ever have a look and you put it after you put it in the fridge and you look at it the next day, it's got that like congealed fat. At the bottom of it, that's saturated fats. It goes out jelly stuff when it's in the fridge. Um, eliminate trans fats. Eat rich. Eat eat foods rich in omega three fatty acids. Increase soluble fiber and add whey protein. Uh, number two, exercise on most days of the week and increase your physical activity. Right, no brainer. Everyone should be doing that. Three, quit smoking. Again, everyone should be doing that. Another way to reduce your cholesterol is to lose weight if you are overweight. Um, five, drink alcohol only in moderation. Okay, so those five tips there, you know, eat better, move better, quit smoking, lose weight if you're overweight, drink alcohol in moderation. They should just be uh, things you, you do anyways, regardless. Um, but if you do have high cholesterol, you really need to 
really need to go into that. Um, the other thing to think about, like if lifestyle changes aren't enough, like sometimes healthy food, so sometimes, sorry, healthy lifestyle changes aren't enough to lower your cholesterol levels. You know, if your doctor recommends medication to help you lower your cholesterol, you know, take it as prescribed while continue lifestyle changes. Your doctor should be recommending lifestyle changes to you anyways. Um, you know, and the other thing is too, like, if you're doing these other things with your lifestyle changes and reducing it and becoming healthier, then it, it can help you to um, reduce your medication dose as well um, if you are on medication. So it's just something you should be doing anyways. Um, the next one from Natalia. How to juggle your current work situation and your own needs to survive the long recruitment period. I feel as though I'm so hyper-focused on recruitment that I'm lacking in other areas. Um, absolutely. And this is going to happen. So there's going to be times in your life where you'll become focused on one area and other areas will stall a bit. Um, so I break my life up into three components. So fitness, finances, and family. So when I look at fitness, I break it up into training and nutrition. Finances is basically savings and the business. Um, family is immediate like Lauren and the kids and then friends and other family. Um, so that's how I break my life up into three components and then six subcomponents of that. Um, during the recruitment process and during your training, you'll be very focused on that because that is your sole goal. Um, the way to balance it all evenly is you cannot, okay? You can't balance it all evenly. What you can do though is you need to set the expectations for those around you, okay? Because like, let, let them know, hey, this is going to be my focus for the next four to six months. This doesn't mean I will not focus on you. But, you know, the time the time that I was having with you might be reduced. You know, if you have a partner and kids, you know, make sure that when you are with them, you're with them, you're present. Okay. It's, it's extremely hard to make sure you're progressing in all areas of your life evenly. But what you can do is progress in one whilst maintaining the other. Um, so around your family and talking about that, like I know, and this and this is just from you know my experience talking to a lot of applicants. You know, a lot of a lot of female applicants that have had kids, you know, say to me, okay, look, you know, this is I'm a bit older now. I've got kids. You know, I I I put my application process off. I've had my kids now maybe they're, you know, five, three years old or a little bit older or whatever, you know, and um, a lot of these, a lot of these ladies either didn't work during the early years or they've been working part-time. Okay. And they're like, now I want to focus on myself, my career, and I want to join the police. Okay. So, and, and this is, and this is not just, um, this is just a lot of the conversations that I have with um, ladies that are trying to join the police. Um, so you just need to set that expectation because you've got to understand that you know, say you've got a, a five, a five-year-old kid, right? That kid, its whole life, like maybe you took the first two years off working and then the next three years you're working part-time, for example. Um, so so that, that kid for its whole life, you know, you've always been there. You've, there hasn't been a time where you haven't been there. Um, and I know like for me in my younger, younger years, like mum was working, Either she wasn't working or she was working part-time where she had a job where she could drop stuff to school and then pick us up from school. So in my early years, there was never a time where she wasn't there. Um, 
and, and this is just, I'm not saying this is for everyone, but it's just a lot of the conversations that I have with um, ladies that are joining the job that have got kids is set those expectations to your family. Just say to them, hey, I understand like you understand I've been here, you know, consistently for the past six years, but over the next, you know, 12 months while I go through this application process, you know, there are going to be times where I'll be training, you know, I'll be away from the family. And, you know, you just need to set those expectations because it can be a massive shift. You know, you think about you going from, you know, your kids, you've been there every day, every minute for your kid, um, you know, and now the focus is going to, the, is going to switch a little bit. So it's about setting those expectations so they understand what's going on. And, and kids are a lot smarter than what we give them credit for. So to set those expectations early and just say to them, hey, there's going to be times where I'm not going to be here. You know, I might not be here for, for dinner one night a week, some training or studying or doing whatever. Um, but just set those expectations. Um, with, your, with your partner as well, it's one of those things you know, you've gone from, and this is, and this is for both males and females, like, um, you know, your partner, you know, may, maybe, uh, how, how do I say this? Like you've gone from giving, you know, giving them your soul, soul attention. I'll, I'll go back to, to the, um, to the mum example, you know, that you've been at home, you know, every, every time your partner has come home, you've been there, you know, um, so it's going to be a massive, a massive change, um, especially going into shift work. So it's one of those things like set those expectations, um, you know, so they understand that, hey, look, you know, think it's going to it's gonna change a little bit. Our lifestyle is going to change a little bit. Um, this is something I really want to do. And they, they should be supportive for you. If they're, if they're the right person for you, if they're the right partner, then they'll go, yep, no dramas, and they'll be supportive. But, you know, just set those expectations because it can be a massive change in your life and your lifestyle. Um, I have done a podcast where I've spoken about that in depth. Um, it's called How to Prepare Your Family for You Being a Cop. Um, I'll put that in the show notes below. Um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. The other thing too I just want to touch on as well is how to juggle how to juggle it all. Um, have a plan like you'll be surprised the amount of things you can achieve in one day when you sit down the night before and fucking list everything off with a time next to it. So it might be 6.30, get up. 6 30 to 7 you know kids if you're if your kids are going to school i'm just going to use that example because i do you know 6 30 to 7 kids lunch you know when they get up get them ready for school you know and and, and list and put the times down like eight o'clock leave for school you know 8 30 home from 8 30 to 9 o'clock you're doing x you know from 9 till 10 you're training from you know 10 till whatever you're having like preparing lunch whatever it is but if you sit down the night before and you plan out your day, you know, pretty much minute by minute, write it all down. You, you'll be surprised at the amount that you can achieve in one day when you actually list it out and put timings down next to everything. It's very, it's very rewarding. It's a very re rewarding thing to do. And you can see like, holy fuck, I achieved a lot today. Um, so, so just give it a while. When you think you've got a really busy day, the night before, sit down, write it in the notes on your phone or whatever, and just list out your whole day, exactly what time you're going to do everything, exactly how long it's going to take and then see how much you can achieve in one day because it's pretty phenomenal when you do it properly. Right, next one is from JW. Um, just just quickly too, I'm fucking sweating bullets right now because I'm, I'm in the caravan and I've turned the aircon off and all the fans, so there's no background noise. 
but it is hot as shit in here. <laughs> so we got like a leather couch thing. I'm just sitting here, just dripping sweat everywhere. It's disgusting. <laughs> All right, the next one's from JW. Uh, tips to minimize overstriding while running or to increase running cadence. So um, one of the... Um, I'm sorry, I just wanted to, just had to make sure my podcast is still recording. Um, so one of the things you can do is in, increase your forward lean. Um, so runners who overstride tend to run very upright and some even lean back slightly. So leaning forward at the hips, you know, 8 to 10 degrees will reduce it reduces the likelihood of overstriding as well as activate the glutes for a more powerful stride. Um, to increase running cadence, um, overstriders typically run with a slower cadence obviously because you're taking longer strides you don't need to take as many strides per distance um they generally it's about 130 to 160 steps per minute um which increases ground contact time so increasing your running tempo to about 180 steps per minute um or 90 strides per minute um shortens the contact time and brings the initial contact under the center of gravity so Using like, you can use an app as Rock My Run. Um, it can help gradually increase your running cadence. So check that out. It's called Rock My Run. Um, practice A skips. So A skips, it's a running drill commonly used during track where a runner runs with an exaggerated knee lift and a toe lift. Um, so you would have, oh, you would if, if you've seen like a runner warming up, they do this. Um, but more importantly, it focuses on driving the foot down to the ground. I know when I had a running coach for a bit, this is what they had me doing. I'm a fucking horrendous runner, so I went and got a running coach. Um, by driving the foot down to the ground, contact occurs under the center of gravity and the muscles of the posterior chain, so your glutes, hamstring, and calves are all activated and lead to a more powerful stride as well. Um, the other thing you do is include uphill intervals. So it's it's pretty much impossible <laughs> to overstride when running up a hill. So adding uphill intervals, which consist of running you know, four to seven sets at like a four to five percent grade for three minutes at tempo, you know, with a two minute rest, it'll help you, it'll help you make proper practice, making proper contact with the ground um, and it will reduce your stride. So it'll give you a better feeling of what your stride should be. Um, the other thing is finish with barefoot stride. So have you ever, I don't know if you've ever barefoot run. Um, so with overstriders, you generally land on your heels just because if you think about like, if you're doing a big stride, um, I'm sitting here like stretching my leg out. <laughs> if you're doing like a big stride, you're landing on your heels. I'm um, thinking about it when you're listening to this, like if you take like a long stride, or even just when you're walking, right, you're taking a long stride, you're landing on your heel. Um, and when you barefoot run, you'll naturally run with a midfoot strike, um, obviously, because like landing on your heels will fucking hurt. Um, so follow like an easy run, perform three to five sets of barefoot strides, say 50 to 100 meters. At 60 to 80% of your top speed. Um, then with barefoot strides, like not only they'll help you improve your stride mechanics, but they'll also increase your foot strength and overall mobility. So did you ever um do you ever remember those five fingers? The five I think they're five barefoot or five fingers or whatever the fuck they were called. They were like these shoes, these shoes you could wear, and they're pretty much just like a rubber, rubber bottom. Um to the feet um and he gave me like free runners pretty much got like no support um so i i used to use them for running 
Um, and I'm like a heavy runner. And when I put these on, I had to, I had to run soft. I had to reduce my stride. Um, my contact with the ground was much better because you just, it, you're forced to run, you're forced to run better. Um, give, give it a try. Give barefoot running a try. Um, it's just, this feels different. I think it feels good. Um, I don't, I don't do it. I used to, I used to do it a bit, um, like barefoot run, just to um, maintain those mechanics. I haven't done it in a while. It's something I should probably do again. Um, so thanks for bringing up this question. <laughs> It'll get me back into it as well. But give, give it a try. Give barefoot running a try. If you're over strider, um, try barefoot running. Um, get, do it on like an oval or something. Um, don't go do it on the road. You'll fuck your feet. Um, but give that a, give those a try. Um, next one's from Cat. Uh, tips on how to recover from muscle fatigue, soreness in between sessions. For example, I'm waking up, I'm waking up muscles that haven't been used in a long time. And the day following like a sprint training session, I find it difficult to put much effort in due to soreness. Is there a way to help my body recover quicker or should I be having more rest days? Um, so one of the guys that used to coach, um, was at the club that I used to train jujitsu at. Jack, Jen- Jack Jenkins is actually fighting in the UFC now. He just had his first fight uh, a couple of weeks ago over in Perth. He's a fucking absolute beast. So we were training one day and he was coaching us. And he actually said something that really sunk in my mind. Um, someone said, oh, I'm just really sore from overtraining. And he said, you cannot overtrain. You can only under recover. Now that obviously you can overtrain. Yeah, absolutely. But what he was, what he was getting there, it was just, talking about the importance of recovery and you know the majority of people they don't overtrain they under recover so their training isn't the problem is their recovery that's a problem so what will happen is you'll feel like you're overtraining but really your recovery is just shit so it was really really good um i have done a podcast on that um you cannot overtrain you can only under recover where i talk about it in a bit more depth so i'll put that in the show notes below but that was something that will stick with me forever. So thank you very much for that, Jack. Um, that was an awesome little thing you said one day and it really stuck stuck in my mind. You probably don't remember saying it. it was probably like a nothing comment for yourself, but uh, yeah, it really stuck in my mind. So thanks for that. Um, when you when you start off your training, you will be sore. Um, something to do, and this is extremely hard, but make sure your training at the start at about 70 to 80%. Um, it, it's easy to, when you start a program to go hundred percent, um, take it easy and stay consistent. Um, I know for me, like if I have, you know, two weeks off lifting weights where I'm maybe just doing body weight work or running or, you know, cause I've gone on holidays, I'll go back and I'll fucking punish myself that first session and I'll feel so shit the next day. So sore and a hundred percent shouldn't do it, but I do it every single time. I can't help myself. Um, like when we get back from this trip, I'm doing a lot of band work, a lot of body weight work. Um, I know when I go back, I'm going to smash the weights and I really need to be cautious about just easing back into it. So when you are starting a program, think about, you know, hitting it at 60, 70, 80% to start off with, um, with recovery and nutrition, stretching, foam rolling, hydration, they're all good ways to help you recover quicker. Um, as your body gets used to the training, you will recover quicker. It's important to stay consistent though. So as I said, if that means you're hitting your training at 60, 70, 80% to start off with, um, that, that's fine. Just make sure you're getting your consistency in. Um, you you want to have a good 
you'll have a good balance of consistency and intensity. So at the start of your training, at the start of your training, the intensity will not be as high as your consistency can be. That's just because your recovery, even if you are doing everything you possibly can, your recovery will not be as quick as if you've been training for a few years. Yeah, as you're developing your training, yeah, they'll be coming more in line with each other. And what I mean by that is like thinking, think about it from either end of the spectrum. So you think about high intensity, no consistency. So this is one end of the spectrum. So if you did one massive session and that's it for the week, just one fucking all out massive session and nothing else for the whole week, you know, that's your high, your high intensity, no consistency, then you're not going to get results. The other end of the spectrum is high consistency, no intensity. So Say you're training twice a week, you know, seven days a week, but you're only training at like 20% intensity, then you're not going to get anything out of that either. So what you want to do is you want to get like a nice little balance in between. So either end of the spectrum is not going to be any good for you. So with the balance, what I generally recommend is five to six training sessions per week and two to three hard sessions and two to three medium sessions. So that could be, you know, two really hard sessions, and then three medium sessions per week. But that's the kind of balance you want to look at with training intensity and training consistency. Um, but yeah, with the recovery, just making sure that you think about your nutrition, stretching, foam rolling. In the podcast, you cannot overtrain, you can only under-recover. Um, I dive into that into a bit more detail, so go check that out. Um, yeah, just think about when you... Our, our first instincts instance when we think about oh we're sore we're tired the first thing we think about is oh, i'm overtraining. when realistically i can guarantee you 99 percent of people are under recovering um so it's just something to think about there <coughs> um yes yeah, wait all right that was the last question sorry guys i just i'm so fucking hot eh? <laughs> i'm just smashing through water here just dropping sweat all over our couch <laughs> um so yeah so thanks for all the questions this week um i'm just going to run through there's a fair bit in the show notes um so the podcast how i work through four different critical incidents talking about mental health there another one um for your plank building strength and endurance how to improve your plank and being in a calorie deficit it's another podcast there um for the um plank um for the push-ups best exercise for push-ups podcast in the show notes and push-up technique and tips video is in the show notes. Um, foods that lower your cholesterol, um, link to the website will be in the show notes. How to prepare your family for you being a cop, that will be in the show notes below. You cannot overtrain, you can only under-recover, and that will be in the show notes below. Um, just a reminder too, this coming Monday, 3rd of April, we are opening up applications for our one-to-one coaching. So if that's something that you're interested in, just have a look. Um the three zero coffees um if you type in three zeros police fit on your checkout you'll get 10 percent off your order they also do apparel and um coffee as well so check out the shirts they're fucking awesome like i've been smashing this shirt while i've been away using it i'm wearing it training going down to the beach going out for dinner it's just a nice black sleek one um we actually we actually um met a met another couple on the road beck and ada they're an amazing couple um and they have a company they started called stash essentials um they just it's like um ad- adventure gear basically 
Um, and I said to him, oh, oh fuck, give, when, when, if you get shirts up and running, let me know, I'll buy one and I'll wear it. And she actually mentioned, she goes, oh, I know you're always wearing this, um, like a coffee shirt, three zeros coffee. And I was like, yeah, it's fun. One of my mates, um, businesses, awesome, awesome company. So yeah, if you do, if you do have a business, send me a shirt and I'll wear it. <laughs> so yeah, thanks again for all the questions. Um, if you, if you have any questions, just shoot them through. Um, for those that submitted questions, I'll, I'll send you a discount link to the armory. Uh, thanks again. Until next week, have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm going to ask you to do what everyone else asks you to do as well. Can you please subscribe, like, and share the podcast? The more people we can get it in front of, the more people we can help. Now, on that too, if you've got any questions at all, please shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll cover it off in the podcast. I'll give you the most amount of information that I can. And please, if you need help with your fitness, training, mindset, anything, please reach out and ask me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you out. You just need to ask. Thanks, guys.